Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. where we air every Saturday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We stream on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn on one of your very favorite podcasts. And um, I'm your host, Rose, from McDonald Bookkeeping Services, and I'm here with... And I'm your co-host with SWHR Consulting. And we are so excited about today's show. Let me tell you. Food. Food is my favorite pastime. Food! Food! <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a special guest today. His name, well, he goes by Chef Plum. Um, he was featured on Food Network, ABC The Taste. Yeah. Amy Oliver Food uh, Tube. Yes. Time. Many more, many more places to mention, but he's going to tell us all about that. Because we can do no justice. <laughs> yes, he is a multiple time winner on the Network making over 10 appearances, which is exciting. Meaning he can cook, and I'm excited. <laughs> Where he won on Chops Open, um, open Basket, which was great. He has a passion for what he does simple, easy farm food, believing in great food doesn't make, um, doesn't make anything gimmicks, but his whole thing is to, to bring forth natural yes. in the way that he cooks, and I'm excited to bring it up on the show. We can tell you all the time. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah! Woo! He's here! <laughs> What's up, friends? How are you? How are you? How are you? Greetings to the one of the citizens, 50 miles outside of New York City, living the dream of quarantine right now. Uh, it's raining, <laughs> cold, but at least it's not snowing, so that's what I'm happy about. Let me tell you. We're so, we're so excited to have you on the show because uh, I'm a foodie and I love food, so I'm excited to hear all about what you do and um, what you cook and, you know, the natural remedies and how you go about doing that. So we're excited about that as well. And well, just how so you I got started. I first. I want to apologize for off the bat. Uh, believe it or not, I'm not looking like my Adonis self. My beautiful mohawk hair, but for some reason, I can't seem to get a haircut. I don't know why I cut my hair. I'm trying to get appointments. No one wants to do it. I don't know why. I don't know. So I'm going with the, uh, I'm going with the 1990s skateboarder kid beard look. I love it. I don't know. We like, love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> so how did you get started? How do you know that this is what you wanted to do? Um, it's kind of all I've ever done. Um, I come from a generation of culinarians where, you know, now it's more of a, you're more of a rock star in, in, in the kitchen. It's, it's more of a, you know, it's all about TV and getting your name out there and PR. I've been doing this for 25 years, man. I started cooking food because it put a roof over my head. It kept me warm. My, it put heat in my house. Um, you know, I did it because it was what I could do at the time. You know, now people, they, they, we talk about it on my podcast all the time with a lot of young people, young culinarians, they come on, they want to go to school, they come out, they want to be, I want to be a TV chef. And I'm like, listen, kids, let me, let me educate you real quick. <laughs> that is the, the modicum of success that I've had is a byproduct of 25 years of hustling and busting my butt to get there. Like you don't just make that happen. That, that just that takes a lot of work and a little bit of good luck on your side. So, you know, if we're lucky that we live in a time now where, I think you, you can cook food. If you can cook food, you can talk at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love you. So that's the good news. And clearly, I, I can talk. I said all that in one breath today because I didn't breathe. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I can't do that. 
stop my food. Like, I need to watch you. Are you going to burn on me? <laughs> but, oh, geez, um, listen. <laughs> so I'm excited to get some tips and tricks and making sure that I can not burn my food in the kitchen. So how do you, um, I, I've always wondered, this might be a dumb question, but how do you know what to put together for taste? Because we're just, I'm a normal, I go to the grocery store and I think I know what I'm picking out. And it tastes good, especially if you put barbecue barbecue sauce, seasoned salt, and ketchup on it. It tastes good. So. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Um, listen, great food starts with uh, uh, understanding a pH scale, right? pH scale. So I think a food is more science than art. Um, if something is, is, is too acidic, then you add carbon to it or add you know less, less acidity to it. If something is too bland and bitter, you need to add more acidity to it. So it's more about understanding a pH scale. I literally see it in my head. Like it's like a, it looks like a little sliding thing in my brain when I'm cooking food. And when I taste it, which is by the way the key thing, whenever you're making anything, you should be tasting it non-stop. Every step of the way, taste your food. If you don't taste your food, you'll love the people you're making it for. And trust me, they'll know. If you ever cook for me and it doesn't taste good, clearly you didn't taste it before you gave it to me. That means you don't love me. It's very, very simple. So put love in the food, taste it. And, and take your time with it, man. It's food. That's not rocket science. You're not changing the world. We're just making food for God's sake. Relax. Just cook your food and stop putting barbecue sauce over it. <laughs> but you know, but, but I mean, but that's so. I think that's so much more simpler said than done because exactly what Rose said. You know, yeah. you go there, you have this idea, you bring things together, and you're like, man, okay, I have this ingredient, I have this ingredient. I want to make it look just like what you what we're seeing on your website. It might look like it, it just don't taste like it. Okay, so with the pH part of it, how do you even start to understand that? Where can we go to get that information to even look at that as a balancing yeah. cooking? The first thing you did, that's not half, that's your tongue. That's if you taste good. That's not a half. So you taste something, if it tastes bitter, you know it's bitter. You probably put a little lemon. You might be surprised yourself. Lemon is the, is the biggest secret tool in the kitchen that people don't understand. It's... I can take something that tastes a little bitter or a little sweet, and I can add lemon to it or acidity and brighten it up, change the entire dish without making it taste like lemon. It's remarkable how it works. It's crazy when you start adding a little bit at a time. But again, if you taste it as you go, you'd be really surprised how much better things go. Don't, don't taste it at the end. Taste it as you're, as you're making it, as you're cooking it, as you're seasoning. You'll always see a lot of great chefs. You know, uh, my wife does it to me all the time. Like, well, I'll make dinner, and she's like, you're going to eat with us? I'm like, yeah, I'll get there, I'll get there. I'm eating the whole damn time. Like, I, that's what I've been doing the whole time. Like, I, 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 need to, I need a few minutes to just relax a little bit. But most chefs do. We always taste everything. That's why we don't eat till 2 o'clock in the morning. Because that's when we find the hunger. Because we've been eating all night, you know? So it's always late night sushi and, and, and tacos. Because that's what you can get to it. So, okay. So we, I know the normal types of ingredients, like the normal seasoning. But really, um, really, I guess, chef, because there's cooks. And they're chefs. I know there's a difference. I've learned that. And it's experimenting. How do you know what to experiment with? Because you guys don't use the traditional things, I think, that we see over the counter. I know the, world, the world's definitely changing when it comes to food. I think people are becoming more educated when it comes to food. I think you're seeing, especially during this uh, awful pandemic that we're in right now, just which, by the way, feels like a movie. Like, is this real life? I never thought I would say that to somebody, like, be serious about it. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you see a lot more people actually doing it, experimenting in the kitchen and, and, and working in the kitchen. To me, experimentation is a big part of it, but also it's a lot of just, you know, every great football player is amazing in their listen, all right, let me let me start that part over. If I'm an if I'm an amazing NFL player, right, it's because I played football my entire life, right? I've worked my butt off. I have a couple right. of really good friends who play in the NFL, and that's all they've done in their whole life is play football. That's all that they've done. My entire life, all I've done is cook food. That's all I've done. It just becomes repetitive. Like, it's just something you know. It's almost like a muscle memory. It's just, you know, you understand how to do things. You understand, you know, uh, like the biggest thing is the taste of food. You know, I think if you're talking about seasonings now, so what can, what to, what to, like, what, what can be a special trick or something like that when it comes to seasoning, first and foremost, use salt. Like, get used to using salt on a regular basis. Used to. Get used to it. Yeah. I'm going to ask about that because typically when I see, um, you know, on the shows, that's all they use is salt and pepper. And I'm like, I don't like seasoning. I just need to go ahead and add a couple of the seasonal, like garlic, <laughs> pepper. Oh, come on. I'm, 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 a 
I'm on the East Coast. I'm going to come out west. I'm going to cook for you, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to change your whole mindset, this whole thing, okay? We're going to fix it up. You're going to change everything about it. Listen, salt and pepper is your best friend, um, salt specifically. Um, salt really accentuates flavor, brings out great flavors, and, and can make things feel balanced in your mouth. You just really taste bad, but it's not balanced, right? So for me, you know, Everything that I, every single time when I'm cooking, you're always seasoning and salting it. Now, you gotta use your brain though. Like, if I'm getting a beautiful piece of fish from the ocean, if I'm using a great piece of fluke or halibut or something like that from the ocean, mm -hmm. uh, it came from salt water. So, you don't have to put as much salt on it. You know, it, it's salted mm -hmm. to begin with. So, you gotta remember that. It's just understanding simple cooking techniques, just simple, simple things. And, you know, understand to keep to dry the fish before you put it in a pan, to, you know, uh, um, make sure you use a, 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 like a high fat content when you're making a burger. Just things that taste good. Why do we want to use the high fat content? Because it tastes good. That's why. Like it's it's there's times in your life where you want to eat super healthy and times where you don't. And generally most of the time I don't. <laughs> but you know, you have to you get that. But you know, I think it's about understanding ingredients, understanding how to season food and understanding how to um, in my book tell the story behind the food. That's what I really enjoy to do the most. So what brought you to actually thinking of actually, I mean, going live yeah. and being competitive? Well, uh, I was a music theater major in college uh, my first time around. So that means I could, I had great jazz hands and I had a great, you know, uh, low D on my board. <laughs> so um, I learned really quickly that just meant I worked in restaurants. Um, so I ended up taking the next step and going to culinary school. I applied, got accepted at CIA. Uh, which is like the Harvard of culinary schools. Um, I got accepted. They told me they would take me, but I had to go take an algebra class in a college level first. And I was like, really? So I had to go do that. But once you start getting into it, and once you start understanding the actual, I mean, I could do it 10 years before I was school. Like understanding what goes behind it, why you're doing what you're doing. Listen, I was a great cook my entire life. Like I've always been a great cook. I was going to ask you, what is your story? Can you tell oh. a little bit about You said you needed it to survive. So I, I'd love to hear <laughs> that because that's the entrepreneur oh, spirit that drives us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. But just to, just to, you know, competitively, what happened was I learned about the food. I learned about why I was doing what I was doing, and I thought I could do it better than other people. That's why. And I grew up around some really bad food. So uh, as far as, you know, listen, food being there for me in my whole life, um, you know, I grew up with a single parent. My mom was an alcoholic. Uh, my dad died when I was very young. I had very vivid memories of waking up in the morning and making my own egg sandwich when I was like nine years old. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I know my mom's home. I mean, I can get really sad if you want, but I won't do that. Um, <laughs> you know, but no matter what, the food was always there for me. Whether it was uh, uh, coming home from work and eating something to eat or even going as far as being at a restaurant working or the hotel working, those were my family. That was my people who looked after me. Those were the people mm -hmm. who would call me, who would make sure I was okay. So you learn to respect and you have to have respect for it. Like I said, it's always done good for me. Food has given me a wife that's a 10. I'm a four and a half. My wife's a 10, right? And that's because of food. I have three amazing daughters because I it's a food. I have a beautiful roof over my head because of food. I've been on so many TV shows because of food. It's been really, really good to me. I, I, I think it's important to pay respect to that and you know, always tell everybody that because, you know, it's a karma thing in my book. Yeah, I, I, just, I think it's important. And, you know, when you find something like that that you respect, as much as you, you do, um, it's really hard to you know have a bad day when you're working. Because it took Carrie this whole time. I just love your story. That's all it's ever done. That's all it's ever done. How competitive is the food industry? Because there's so many. Um, you know, I watch. I watch a lot of stuff on, on just, there's so many different food networks now and everybody's cooking and every, and every celebrity's wife is now cooking. You know what I mean? I know. So, I know. So it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Like, uh, I watched the other day, I think it was like they had one of the Belle Bib DeVoe guys' cousins. Was cooking. I was like, I don't even know this guy. What are we talking about? Um, yeah, it's, it's because it's become a rock star thing, man. People love to watch it. People and it, it's safe. Like you can watch it with your family. You can, yeah. you know, listen between between you guys and me. We won't tell anybody else. <laughs> um, you know, I was just I just shot a thing for Netflix that should that's going to be really exciting. But you know, and the whole point of that is that it's it's all about you know food. Everybody has a story with food, some capacity, some shape or form. Like I didn't grow up in a house where there was amazing food being cooked and all these other things. Some right. families do have that, where amazing food is being cooked every day. You know, but food has always had a story for everybody. And so, you know, I think that's the biggest thing I learned to work in this process. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Project that will hopefully we'll see the light day soon, but pandemic kind of ruined all that right now. Um, but we tell the stories of people where people... Mm-hmm can show how they have these family recipes and how they have these things that gives them comfort, how that makes them happy, how it makes their family come together. Yeah. I mean, food is a powerful, powerful thing, man. It's super powerful. So what So what do you think about some of these? Uh, what do you... So I watch... Uh, you know, he's really vicious, but um, he has his own... Uh, I, his own Are you talking about yes. Ramsey? Yes. He's a sweetheart. I love, I love him. I love him. I just want to see him in action in Hell's Kitchen. Okay, so uh, he is, first of all, I mean, listen, you're watching a TV show, so turn up the time. He is, yeah, he is a yeah. sweetheart, a super inspiring guy. Um, if you go back and watch on the BBC, they did a show called The F Word on BBC. It's one of Gort Ramsey's shows. Go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Watch how inspiring he is to people. It's amazing. But in American television, that's not exciting anymore. Well, mm-hmm. it's starting to be exciting again. For a long time, it wasn't. But, you know, it's on that particular show, he's super inspiring. People trying to help people, trying to help young culinarians, young cooks, young families. Mm-hmm. It's a cool show to watch, and it's cool to see the different, you know, personalities from him being like this this hardcore, angry chef guy to this really sweetheart guy. Now, listen, he can be very, very angry for sure, um, but you know, most of us can't. We all have a dark side, <laughs> right. especially chefs. Yeah, my, my favorite show is Kitchen Nightmares, just because to see that you know he goes in and help these businesses. Yeah, you know, that's such a tough one, man. I don't, right. I don't think they're making them anymore, but you know, you, you, no, go in, you, you know, it, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. There was, yeah, a, lot, there was, there was really a lot of TV tricks in that show. What do you say your most challenging, your most challenging dishes that you wanted to, that, that, that you wanted to make? And, um, I mean, because there's got to be something that, you know, there's something easy to everyone and there's something more difficult because you have, I mean, I mean, not every dish is the same. It can look the same on a plate, but the taste is so different. Right. Um, listen, I mean, I think I'll, I'll try to recreate a dish as best I can, but, you know, it, most of the time it's probably going to be 98% what it was the time before. Something's going to change a little bit. It's always a little yeah. bit different. Um, I mean, even if, even if you look at something as simple as McDonald's, like, Listen, if I get a Big Mac at this McDonald's here, if I come over this, you guys get a Big Mac, there's going to be a little bit different. To it. So yeah. I think it's always a little bit different. It's just kind of the same idea behind the same concept behind it. And again, more importantly, if that love is put behind it when you're making it, trust me, it doesn't matter. What's your specialty? What do, you say your, what do you say your style is? Your style is? Your specialty? Your um, so I used to always joke around and say my style is whatever it takes to get the job. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a private chef and, and doing what I have to do, I mean... I uh, <laughs> I did a commercial once where I represented myself as being from the Midwest, so I could get the commercial, which was hysterical because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Midwestern at all. I'm way too uh, outgoing. I don't know, friendly. What's the word? I don't know. My, I got a buddy of mine from Michigan. He swears I've been down. He's not Midwest. So I'm like, yeah, but I'm out of New York too, kind of Midwest. But um, you know, uh, specialty wise, I I really hard hard on local, um, seasonal type food, uh, hyper local. Like I I. I'm lucky. Uh, I'm lucky enough to, to. I work out in the Hamptons all summer, which is the very end of Long Island. It's where all those, uh, yeah, you know, housewives of whatever show go to all the time, out in the Hamptons. Um, and you know, I have some amazing farms out there. I get stuff from every day. I have a guy who's a fisherman, who's a scallop fisherman. So if I get scallops, I go to him and get them off the boat. Um, you know, it's just getting that kind of food. You can see some pictures there on the website. It's on your screen mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all local food. And you know. Um, the, the picture of the rainbow carousel on top right there at the center of the plate right there. 
That is a grouper that was caught about 15 minutes before I played this. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, I know you said that you have a radio show. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Plum Love Foods Live. Uh, we have two now. Actually, I'm about to start a third, which is pretty cool. But Plum Love Foods Live, we are a top 200 iTunes podcast. Um, we air every Thursday night, 300 and some odd hours of content. We've been doing this since 2014. I've had everybody from Guy Fieri on to Chad Minton to Myron Nixon. I mean, we've had Monique Shahan was on last week. Um, yeah, man, it's basically a bunch of chefs sitting around talking food and making terrible jokes. That's so, what we do for an hour and a half. Do you give out, like, recipes? Or yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's more about the industry because we have a lot of industry people listening. It's not a lot of, like, let's talk about making this. We, we probably should do more of that, but... Uh, we just started another show on a platform called Station Head, which is a more of a music-based platform in partnership with Spotify and Apple Music. And we talk a lot about, in, in a kitchen, music is so diverse. Um, you know, I, I've worked in so many kitchens across the country, and, you know, it's amazing how you go in one day, and it's like, you walk in the door, and it, it's like like Slayer, like crazy heavy metal music. And then later on in the day, it's Casey and JoJo. Like, you're like, I haven't heard this song forever. And then you come back later on in the day, and you wonder. And you come back later on in the day, it's the Beastie Boys. And then you come back later on, and it's playing classical music. What's right, happening? Right, right. But that's a kitchen. That's what it does. That's exactly what it is, man. And it's, it's you know, starting at such a young age, being such exposed to all these different types of music, really, really kind of influenced, you know, what I listen to now, my playlist, my kids hate me, because it's just all over the board. But, you know, <laughs> the show we're doing with Station Head now is based on, that theme, that theme, like it's just there's so many different types of music, you know, out in the world, and, and, the, and the kitchen's a very good, you know, picture of that. And so we kind of talk about that. We have some unsigned artists, some bigger name artists on all the time, and we just kind of play songs and talk about stuff. And usually it ends up falling apart about ten minutes left of the show, and starts being terrible jokes and making fun of each other and all that stuff. But that's that's normal. It's fine. <laughs> Is there anyone you idolize, or maybe that's a strong word, or that you would say you would mentor from? Spider-Man. Who? Yes. Inspirational. <laughs> no, uh, well, that's very true, actually. You know, um, chef-wise, I'm a big Jamie Oliver fan. Um, I think Jamie cooks the way I, I want to cook every single day. That's how that's his whole, you know, yeah. how he does his job, how, how he does what he does. Everything is local. Everything is, like, simple. It doesn't have a lot of, like, let me make a big foam coming off the top, but let me separate this and let me let me mm -hmm. do some meat glue. There's meat glue thing, by the way, and and wow. glue these three pieces of meat together and make it a perfect cube. Like, I, I hate that stuff, man. It's just not real. Like, I want real food on my plate that came from a farm that I can tell you the story about the farm. Yeah. I, I talk with my hands. Sorry, you see that? It looks weird. It's a weird thing. But um, go for it. I get fired up. I get fired up. Fired up. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Oliver is a big influence on me. Um, Especially when it comes to food, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I love the guy very much. Um, I, I'm one person away from him. We, I was the first American featured on Jamie Oliver's food too. Which I'm pretty proud of that in school. I think the only reason he put me on this, I put my daughters in the in the video with me. I had matches <laughs> on me, which is pretty funny. But either way, uh, yeah, I'm very very cool. Love Jamie Oliver very much. I think he's amazing. Uh, I'm also a massive fan. It's gonna sound crazy. I don't know if y'all remember this. Um, back, I don't know, God, was it 15, 10, 15 years ago? The old Emerald Live show. Yeah! Oh my and God! Yeah! He had like he had like Doc Gibbs in the band, and like there was yeah. an audience. He started talking some nonsense. He was drinking the whole time, and I thought that show was so far ahead of its time. Uh, I love it, and I'm hoping one day to do it myself. I want to do a version of that show because I just think it would be so fun to do. Just cooking great food. There's people around. Maybe have a musical guest come hang out. Basically, the Tonight Show with food. That's what I want to do. That sounds amazing. We just did. We'll all do it together. You guys in? Yes, let's do it. I'm let's in. Do it. Time you say food, I'm in. <laughs> so, so is, is there any, like, dish that you make that was, like, one of your favorite dishes to make? And, second question, um, does all chef know how to just cook everything? <laughs> like, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm curious. You know, I, just, I really want to yeah. know. <laughs> uh, that's a, so, let's start with number one. Um, I made a dessert in a competition that has now become a staple in my, 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 my you know, toolbox of tricks when it comes to cooking. Um, it was a time contest, and I had to make dessert, and I didn't have a lot of time. To, I had about 10 minutes. And so I came up with this. Uh, for some reason in my head, I had stuck a grilled cheese stuck in my head. 
And so um, I took pound cake and I roasted pound cake off in burnt noisette, which is basically burnt butter, brown butter, which just tastes really nutty. It's sweet. It's pretty awesome. So I roasted thin slices of pound cake off on that. And then I took some ricotta, um, marsupine cheese. I sweetened it up with a little simple syrup, lemon zest, and vanilla. And I put that marsupine cheese between the two slices of pound cake and put it in the oven just for a second. And I served it and called it a dessert grilled cheese. And uh, people were like, what? <laughs> that is amazing. I love grilled so, cheese. Uh, I want one. <laughs> dessert grilled cheese is where it's at. That's for sure. That dessert grilled cheese is where it's at. You got me all thinking about that now. I forgot what your second question I was. I know. The, the second question is, yeah, does that all chef really know how to cook everything? Oh, no. 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 Uh, here's a great example of it. So if you go back and watch, uh, I was on Guys Doing the Games a while ago. If you go back and watch that episode I was on, season one, uh, episode two, one of the guys that's in there, we had to make a... Uh, a stir fry dish. Uh, we can only use five ingredients, and they gave you the five. They gave you, they gave you five ingredients. No, they said you had to use five ingredients, and three of them had to be whatever they said. So, <laughs> the guy that was on there was like he worked at a at a, at a hard rock cafe or something. He was a chef at a hard rock cafe or something like uh -huh. that. And he was like, the only thing I know about Chinese food is you know the number five at the corner Chinese food store or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, okay, look, look, man, that's not okay. That's not okay. <laughs> right. You can't you call My bad. No. Well, it's, it's funny that he said it, but I was like, come on, man. Like, you can't say you're a chef and not know how to make a damn stir fry. Right? I mean, like, it's crazy talk. Right? It's, it's right. you know, first of all, you think Japanese, Chinese, Korean, it's, the first thing, the three things you always start with are garlic, ginger, and scallops. Start with those three things, and I don't care for what you're making, it'll taste like it's Asian food. Love it. So, are we writing notes here, Roast? Down my notes. Well, I okay. I've always wanted to, to know this, so I watch a lot of the the cooking challenge shows, and then sure. they just say they just give you and give you these different items of food, and half of them vegetables I've never even seen before, and you have to create. <laughs> so my thing is, are they are they ever prepared? Do they really not know what? Yeah, I'm happy to answer that for you. So, uh, in chop, you legit don't know. Um, so, but what does happen is you open the basket. You look and see what's in there, and then they call cut, and you close the basket. And now we're saying, okay, now let's get to our rules within her basket. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready? Open it. Look surprise, close the basket. Okay, now it makes it go down the line. So you have a few minutes to get your head together to yeah. understand what you have. You have about 10 minutes to figure out what you want to do before this thing go. Um, I did cut for a kitchen. On that show, they, you know, they told you three days before what you left. They said, hey, make sure you know how to make X, Y, and Z. You know, make sure you know how to make those things. Um, I recently produced a series called uh, Elite Chef um, for this restaurant group, and we had seven seven chefs come out, and each chef, we, the chefs competed in restaurant-style food competitions every week, uh, so we had one winner, we won a bunch of money, it was a really cool thing, and it got a bunch of, uh, got a bunch of uh, reviews, and people really loved it, and they said this should be on TV, anyway, but I didn't tell our guys anything, I said, you guys are chefs, you know how to do this stuff, and you should be ready for anything, I said, basically, just know, you got to cook every day. They're going to be here and be prepared for it. But also know that, you know, as with anybody who's done TV in the past, especially if you work in the kitchen, something's going to break. That's just what they do. This mm -hmm. drama is set it up. They want something to break. Mm -hmm. um, I was on a show called The Taste on ABC, ABC years and years ago. And, you know, as much as I hate other shows, I must say it. Total work, not real. Completely factional, fiction, like not right. real. Like everything was a, a total work. Like it, just, it was crazy how much it was. I mean, these guys would set things up to break and you know and one of the wow. girls who made dude one of the girls that made it forward on the show like made it forward the show to the next round she dropped a plastic top like the size of, of this in her in her in her sauce and just kept on blending it up and then served it <laughs> and they were like this is great i'm like no it's not <laughs> it's terrible but they were like, okay, let's take the pretty girl over on. And, you know, uh, but everything I've done with Food Network has been real, 100% uh, legit. Uh, so, you know, um, what else can I tell you about it? You know, I did Cutthroat Kitchen years ago. And, um, you know, I, I was doing really well. And then I had to play golf. I know they, they don't know if you guys are familiar with Cutthroat Kitchen. It was a show where you had chefs competing and they have a certain amount yeah. of money. And then they, you could bid on these things that would hinder your opponents. And so mm -hmm. basically, these people, you know, whatever money you're left over with at the end is what you get to bring home. Right. Um, which is funny because on Food Network, like, it's all fake money. And, and like, you don't get your prize money until, like, six months after your show. Airs. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, I was going to ask you about, like, do they really get your money? And do they really give it all to you? Do you get some taxes and stuff? <laughs> oh, well, no, no taxes and stuff. You got to pay 
nine months to get paid. Like it's hysterical. I uh, when I won, I won guys grocery games. Uh, I I love shot, him. I think, <laughs> I think it's shot in July. It didn't air till December, and they say you'll get your money up to six months after the show airs. Wow. And you're like, really? I mean, they really hope you get hit by a bus. They don't pay you. <laughs> 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 it was really starving. You made it up there, and then just to win. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It takes forever, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've caught some kids and they, uh, uh, I, I've given some people on the show some terrible things to have to deal with. I took away their table and made them use a kilt that had a piece of cloth between it that had to be their table. It was hysterical. Mm-hmm. So they got back at me by making me, making me play uh, golf. Uh, with an egg. What? Part three with an egg. In fact, if you don't get it in three, you have to start over again. Or like a five-minute <laughs> penalty. It was just terrible, terrible, terrible. And in the end, like, obviously, I couldn't do it. So I just started hitting eggs towards the other other contestants and everybody. I was just making a mess in the kitchen. But I was so annoyed. But I thought it was funny to throw eggs at people. So what is the pressure <laughs> like, though? Because what we see, I'm sure it isn't the same as what really happens when the cameras are off. Oh, I mean, God, no. the pressure. Well, you figure, you know, you figure you do a show like those. She's grocery games, as an example. You see that show is an hour long. Right. Uh, that was a fifteen-hour shoot day. Oh my god! It takes god. a long time. It takes a long time, um, especially if you win, because then they want to talk to you afterwards. You got to recap things. <laughs> right. When you hear them, when you hear the shows, and like they'll show them competing and chopping with a knife, and and you hear the person talking, like your voiceover, you're like, well, I thought I would use these peppers to cut them up, but all of that talking happened the next day. Like, what? None of that. Yeah. That's all the next day. They, they put that in over it. So it takes a long time. It's fun, though. It is fun. I wondered. I always wondered how they do that because they've done that on reality. Right. So and I thought that it. Okay. So now it makes sense. So are you rewatching what you've done or they're just telling you to add in those narratives? They talk to you about it. Like your producer talked me through the whole thing. And, you know, you just answer them and tell them what, you know, they're like, so tell us about the peppers that you use in your blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't even remember making that. Like, oh, yeah, you made this first for you. I with it, blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And they talk you through it, you know. It's pretty funny. So are you one of those are you one of those chefs that highly believe in just like eating super clean, like healthy? Or is it a mixture? Or do you cater to both? Um, so I work out in the Hamptons, so I have to do a little bit of that, both. Um, okay. Uh, I do believe in living your life. You only get one shot of this, so, you know, eat your food. Um, I don't eat any processed food. Um, okay. you know, everything I eat is pretty normal. I'll do make, I'll make dinner, like, you know, and using real stuff. I don't really eat a lot of fast food. I only eat a lot of like, restaurant food like that. Uh, everything's pretty, yeah, but I, I think you can, you'd be surprised how much you can eat a good food like that and have it still be healthy for you. You know, so I, I think keeping the processed stuff out is a big, a big deal. Big deal. Do you ever just not, do, do you ever feel no, like because you can actually cook for real, for real, that when you cook for somebody, you always have to really cook. You just can't throw out a box of like hamburger helper. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, why can't you chef up hamburger helper? Time, but that's more time to drink wine. It's great. 
So, so I want to answer your questions. I have go-to things that are simple. Like you'll see here at our house, you know, you, uh, you we'll make a lot of like grilled chicken salads. We'll make a salad and we'll grill some chicken yeah. after dinner. Easy. You know, uh, right. we'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll make a pot of soup and we'll eat on that for a day and a half. You know, it's pretty easy stuff. Because I would think, you know, when you hear pizza, unhealthy, but I think, like you said, if you make it at home naturally, yeah. and it comes from the house with love, then it's good. You got it. I see you said it. You said it right there with love. You said it. That's what I'm talking about. That is the key. That is key, key, key. With to love. It right there. It's important. Listen, you have the I'll best two kitchen tools. I'll get that off of love. Why not? The best two kitchen tools in the world you're born with is these two things right here, your hands, right? You, everybody has them. Use them when you make food because that's how you put love in it. Okay, so I know, I, it sounds stupid, but I'm being serious. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Listen, I mean, so I, I'll tell you guys one more quick story. I do talk a lot. I apologize, but no, we no, we like it. it. We <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> oh wait, we can't hear you. No, it's breaking up. You need to hear this story. Where did he go? Okay, hold on, guys. We are having a little technical difficulties. He's here. Hold on. We can't hear you. The volume. No. Plug it out. Plug it in. Plug it in. <laughs> he's, he's just saying, even though you guys can't hear him, he's saying how fabulous we are. That's what he's saying. <laughs> even though we can't. I don't know that we can't we can't hear the reception. Okay. He'll be right back, guys. Don't don't go away. Do not go away. Okay? Because we are here. Yes. Chef Plum from the Food Network. Oh my gosh, this is like the, the it's just so much fun. So and he's on the screen, of course, and look at all this fabulous food. Um Yes, that we wish that we could all eat right now. That he'd make something for us. This is looks so good. Um, and of course, you know what? While he, while he gets situated, you guys, so don't go away for all of our listeners on your podcast. It's streaming live, and for those who are tuning in, um, let's go while he gets his technical difficulty situated. We're gonna bring up a video. Yes, perfect. Here we go, and you guys should be able to. Hey, what's going on, guys? Chef from the TCM Wine Club. And we're having a beautiful time out here. Yes. We're talking Portuguese wine. And to me, Portugal is one of those places where it's a lot of rustic Lovely. outside. So I couldn't think of a better way to get some great people from TCM Wine Club to come hang out. And we're going to make a beautiful Portuguese dish with an even better Portuguese wine. We're going to make Portuguese fabro. It starts off with beautiful pieces of pork. Looks pretty and a good really to awesome me. Sauce that is incredibly easy to make. Portuguese food and Portuguese wine mixed with the American classic. I was kind of thrown. How can I make this work? And it came to me when I have this particular dish with this wine. The flavors kind of marry together, and it's quite the dance. It's making me hungry right now. I know. <laughs> We're going to start this sauce off with a few glugs of good olive oil here. Now, if you want to measure it out, you could. It's about a half a cup or so. I'm doing this into a stainless steel pan because we're going to pop it on the grill to finish it off. Take your there. notes, nice people. Right there. Fresh chopped mm -hmm. garlic. Right? Don't buy the stuff that's already chopped up. Fresh chopped. Portuguese are known Did for you so see much garlic. Don't be afraid of it. Put a little more. Oh, yeah. Nice I saw the salt. In the sauce. A few bay leaves. I'm, I'm looking for the Lowry's. We're going to tear these bay leaves up and pop them right in the sauce. A little fresh oregano. Oregano is one of those herbs. I see the little potatoes. We some of the best oregano in the world out there. And finally, hot sauce. So you guys don't go away. He'll be right back. I'm going to have a teaspoon of paprika, juice of a lemon, and butter. There we are. This looks damn good. We're going to put this whole thing on the grill and let it get nice and hot. If you use a pot, you can use a regular saute pan if you have it. Even if you have a stainless steel bowl, it works out great. It's getting there with all that oregano, those bay leaves, and that garlic. It's all the kind of stuff. Okay, Rose, hurry up. What are you cooking for me? It's also good. We're going to put a little layer of salt in the bottom of this pan. Right? Pop these Actually, now seeing this video. Take a big spoonful of your chopped garlic. Uh, right I mean, my, my, and of course, my whole pre I preparation it's table ain't going to look like that. But I can get the recipe. It probably ain't going to look as bad. Go ahead and make that for dinner. And, uh, the 
This is a traditional sandwich actually out there in Portugal. We're going to do a little bit different with it. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. This is so, so good. On the grill too. Have that garlic and buttery smell. It's, it's nice like I can almost taste it right now. Put that on there. It has that fat in that aura. So you guys may see a little flare, but it's okay. Because we're going to flip it over. Beautiful. It gets that yeah, that looks cool nice. orange color from all that paprika we have in there. I'm gonna put this down, put it aside, let these guys hang out. That's Chef Plum right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Multi cut multi. I can't even talk. <laughs> and that meat looks. <laughs> so we're sorry to all you vegans. Then maybe you don't eat meat, but you can eat the bread. Right. You can eat the bread and just smell the meat. Because we don't, yeah, we don't want to offend you. So Chef Plum is going to be right back, you guys, so hold tight. So all you being, but this looks damn good. Now, right here. Okay, we're going to get to the vegetarian part of the video. Okay. There, there's bread on there. There's bread. There's bread and what? The vegetarian. Oh, hold on a second. He is back. Just a second, you guys. Thank you so much. All right. And here he is. Let me tell you. There you go. We were just, dude. Let me tell you something right now. We were just, uh, we were just like having a ball with your food right now. <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, clearly, my food is way better than my technology. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my we are is, we are back. Everything just stopped working on my phone. I have no idea what happened. Okay, so yay! Black with Chef Plump, let's get you back up so we can talk about some more of your food. And everybody waited. They're so patient. We appreciate you guys. And they were just like enjoying your food, being really hungry. All right. So, my fault. So yeah, I was watching one of your videos, and we're like, we need to eat right now. We, we were trying to, we felt bad because we didn't have any, we couldn't find anything for a vegetarian at the moment. So we told the vegetarian, just eat the bread and drink the wine. Right. That's, that's it. That's all you got to do. That's all, that's all you got to do. You know, um, I don't know what just happened there. My, my headset stopped working or something. I don't know. So I'm using this computer now. It's the only computer I'm using that I have down here that I use for a soundboard. But we'll, we'll give it a go. You guys can see me and hear me okay, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah perfect, perfect. 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 I did. Have you thought of doing any kind of like, have you thought of doing any kind of like um, classes or mentoring for people who are wanting to, you know, for youth, young people coming up? Because now you even see kids have their own little cooking thing going on. I know. On. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's hysterical. So I've done a lot of it, uh, actually. I've worked with a lot of kids. Um, I've worked with a lot of uh, families. Um, I've been doing lately uh, these, these, what do they call them? They call them a virtual chef experience. Uh -huh. Through something uh, called Hungry, where they they want like the TV chef guy to come in, and basically it's like 60, 80 people on a on a on a, on a group call on the computer, and they watch me cook. Really? And hang out and, what? And basically, yeah. And I'm like, I, I make jokes, I act silly, and then we make a big dish at the end. It's pretty fun. So, are they cooking with you, or are you just you're cooking and you just watch yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, some just watch, uh, some cook along because we send the ingredient list ahead of time and, and what? Yeah, it's really? it's funny. Funny. I mean, that sounds like a little bit of a fetish. <laughs> what? Listen, <laughs> I've been married a long time. I'll take what I can get. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, it's been great. It's been fun. People like to watch along and learn. Um, you know, I've done some mentoring with other kids. I uh, had them do some catering jobs with me and things like that. Uh, I had a friend of mine locally, this little, she's not a little girl anymore, she's in high school now, but uh, she was on Chop Junior, and I kind of helped coach her for that. I uh, worked with her twice a week for like three weeks leading up to it, just kind of give her a little heads up, some cooking skills and whatnot. And basically, I spent the entire three weeks beating into her head. She's not a chef. I'm like, stop calling yourself a chef. You're a kid. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> well, I have learned the difference between a chef and a cook. Is there anybody that yeah. you felt um, like the, you they wanted you to cook for them? And I mean, maybe you're just confident, but you well, it just made you like nervous. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Let me think for a second. I cooked for Anthony Bourdain. I was nervous about that. Oh, um, I, yeah, I would be. And he's well traveled, so he eats yeah. a lot of his food. 
I cooked for Michael Jordan. I was a little nervous about that because I've always been a giant Jordan fan. What an amazing guy. Um, he was at a restaurant I was running in Florida, and he came in. And, uh, like, I'm, I was so, like, we had a table called the kitchen table, like the chef's table in the kitchen, and people would want to sit there and watch us yell at each other on the line and, and get food that way. And so uh-huh. Jordan sat at the table with, the, uh, with some of his family, and he had to come over to say hi because I'm, I'm right in the front of the line because most of the time the chef's in the front calling out stuff to the people on the line. Right. And uh, he went over and he was like, chef, it was a great meal. Thanks for having us. It was so much fun. I was like, oh, of course, Jordan. We appreciate you. <laughs> I just called Jordan like as if that was his name. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, of course. And then, like, the best thing I could think of to say was, man, I really thought you'd be taller. And I can't <laughs> it. And I was like, really? Really? That's what you thought to say to Michael Jordan right in front of you. Not like, hey, let's have a picture or, hey, could you sign it? <laughs> Look at it. And then he said, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> that was a long night of drinking after that, just to get that out of my brain. That's the best thing I could think of to say. Like, uh, who else can I think of? Oh, so I was recently, um, uh, I did a gig, a uh, very, very small private gig over the holidays for Norman Reedus. Oh, um, I know that. The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he and his wife, or his, his, his girlfriend, or his wife, uh, Diane Kruger. So I went to their house. I didn't talk to him. I talked to her the whole time. And I knew I was going over there. And, you know, I'm, I was making food and getting the dinner party ready and whatnot. And he showed up. I, I guess he got home from whatever he was doing. And I was like, oh, God, that's more we just dead. And in my brain, I'm just going, he's not nearly as dirty looking as I thought he would be. <laughs> <laughs> and then, again, another person who I thought would be taller. Like, I'm... I'm six three, like I'm I'm bigger than him. Like Richard Roman mm-hmm. Reed supposed to be like the walking dead. Like, come on. But it ended up being like like Tom Cruise, how they add inches and he's like five five or something. Yeah. Well, hey, when I did chop, they made me stand my legs split apart so I looked shorter and they put really? like, you know, uh, what they call an apple crate so he looked taller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, I want I wanna yeah. I wanna know about so the complaint. Really quick, uh, how do you graduate from being a cook to a chef? Like, how does that transition? With the, is it the 25 yeah, years? Um, listen, like, every, how does... every good chef is a cook. Okay. Not every cook is a chef. Oh, <laughs> okay. Does so yeah. chef make, like, when you start doing the gourmet stuff, is what makes you a chef? <laughs> the the chef is generally who's going to be in charge, right? They're going to be the dog. They're, they're going to be the lead and the, the dog in the kitchen, just like this. So, listen, the three of us right now could go and study for three and a half, or was it three years right now, and go be uh, PAs and work at a hospital. We could be physician assistants, right? We could do that and, and, and do a lot of cool stuff and still help people and do a lot of great things, but we're not doctors, right? Right. It's a, right, lot, more, right. a lot more experience for that. So, that's the kind of the same idea. It's, called, it's actually comes from a thing back in French cooking called the brigade system, where you have it's almost like military-ish, where you have like titles. Everybody has a title, right? And then the reason why it is, because it, it, what that does is it gives a uh, um, people to have ownership of what they're doing, and it has it, it lets you know who's in charge of what, right? So that way, you always know who messed up. So you can go down to it. So it goes executive chef, chef de cuisine, uh, executive sous chef, sous chef, you know, but not every place has all the positions, you know. Um, you know, some places may have a chef and a sous chef, or some places just may have a kitchen manager, but usually the chef is somebody who's going to be in charge, who's got the most experience, who, you know, in, in my opinion, I would say like to have, I would like them to have a degree, but not everybody does, um, you know, but has played been has paid their dues and has been around the block a few times. That's usually the chef. And if you're at a, if you're in a kitchen, if you watch it for thirty seconds, there's no question who the chef is. You'll see it real quick, mm-hmm. real quick. What about the um, the people that when like you guys are in competition? The other people like there just been I mean, I know there's gotta be some stuff behind the scenes like where people are just like they they, they should even be here. Yeah, I don't even know why. How they even got on this show. Come on, ladies, all I do is run my mouth the whole time when I'm competing. That's what I'm in, but part of my strategy. I just I literally run my mouth the entire time. I am just trash talking, I'm telling them what they're doing is terrible. Or like you just kinda of look at them and go, Oh, that's what you're making? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I know, this is the best one. You go like this. You taste it. Like, chef, taste it. Because a lot of times you're, you're kind of cold with each other, too. It's kind of competitive. It's fun. But, you know, you'll taste something. You go, oh, you made that before? <laughs> 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 you made that before? You know. Um, you 
you know, you got to be, listen, it's competing. I'm not there to take second place. I've had my fair share of wins. I've had my fair share of losses. And, you know, a lot of times in this day and age, a lot of these shows, it's not really about your skills that make you lose. It's about the dumb stuff in the TV show that makes you lose. You know, I didn't win cut for a kitchen because I had to play golf for five and a half minutes. So, you know, it's the way it goes. It's fun. It makes it fun. If there, if there's anyone you could you could cook for, who would it be? You guys, right now, let's do that, it. That's what I was hoping you would say. Everybody, <laughs> and here is my delivery. I'm waiting. <laughs> that's right. No, you know, um, anybody I got love to cook for, who would it be? Mmm. You want like a real answer, or do you want a funny answer? Funny, I like funny. You, you want, want funny, funny answer? All right. I would love to cook for Bob Marley. Oh. I'm a giant great baby fan, and I would love to have Bob. I'd love to cook for him. But I have a feeling that's like whatever crazy. I made, he would like it. He would like that's just so that's, good. That's that's crazy. You need to be where I'm at. I'm I'm on the island right now. Yeah, what? I eat really good food. <laughs> what island are you on? Uh, Antigua. Antigua and Barbuda. What? I want to come. <laughs> I can't. You know, I'm, I'm, like, hey, I'm on the island of, of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I haven't come to Vegas. Um, you know, I think on a serious note, there's somebody I could cook for. My father died when I was very, very young, and I love the opportunity to just cook for him one time so we could see kind of, you know, what's happened and where I've come from and what I've taken this, this you know, into. And, and I'd love for him to see that and just, you know, because he worked really hard, you know, and, and just for him to see kind of how uh, the black sheep of the family has turned out all right. Jeez. Is there anything else you would have done aside from, I mean, obviously you say this was like your, this was, this is your passion is why you're doing it, but there's something else you ever thought of considering doing had you not finished it? Um, you know, it's funny because I, that's uh, tough. It's a tough question to answer because I, so it, it's a quick story and I know we're running, we're going to get short on time, so I'll make it quick. Oh no, we, we like it. Okay, so I used to really think about things I would try to do different in my life. Um, I live in Newtown, Connecticut, and I have children, and we lived through 1214 here. Uh, my kids had to hide in the bathroom when, you know, a first grade class was being shot up. Right. Um, it, it was really life-changing, really life-changing. I don't I, I don't want to get emotional, so I won't get too deep into it, but it was very, very life-changing. And, you know, it really kind of puts some perspective on your life when something like that happens. And, you know, I was classically French trained, you know, I used to yell at people in the kitchen and get angry about butter. And, you know, it just, why would anybody get angry about butter? So once all that happened, it really kind of changed everything for me. And I stopped trying to think about what I would do differently or what I would change or, you know, why would I yell about butter? It's food. It makes people happy. Like our job in the hospitality industry is to make people happy. That's what we're supposed to do, whether it's working in a restaurant, whether it's being a caterer, whether it's being a private chef, whether it's working on television, whether it's working in radio, your job is to make people happy, right? Right. You can't make people happy if you have that anger in your heart, if you're always yeah. mad about something, if you're always want to yell because the grill marks on the chicken breast aren't correct. Like, it's just ridiculous. And so ever since then, and, and thank God, like, I, my kids are okay, and they're fine, you know, and it, it changed my whole thought on everything. So to answer your question... Uh, no, I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't do anything differently. Everything I've done has led me to where I'm at right now, you know, to talking to you guys, to, you know, uh, sitting here and hanging out at the house, like, you know, so no, I'm very happy. I'm very content. Live the dream. I wouldn't change anything. What about, what about um, cookbooks, uh, you know, um, videos? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, there's, I, I, I'm working on a, I'm working on a coffee table book right now. I don't know if I'll ever do a cookbook. It's too time consuming. It just takes so much time to do it. Yeah. I'm working on a coffee table book. It's really fun. It's called uh, uh, Culinary 101. It's actually based on a series of posts I did on Instagram uh, throughout the years, which is basically it's like Culinary 101. You can check it out on my Instagram page at chef underscore plum. It's on one of the uh, uh, top uh, saved uh, Instagram stories you can see there. And there's about 30 of them, I think. And um, it's basically like culinary tips, but with a very um, sharp edge, I guess, is the best way to put it, you know, without calling people dumb. <laughs> so uh, that's one thing. And then, you know, 
listen, there's so many other things and projects in the works right now. Um, I just signed a deal with NPR to start doing a new show called Season. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, we're going to start doing that, I think, in June. Um, there's a lot of fun things on the, on the market, on the market, on the uh, <clears throat> schedule, on the, yeah, I guess so. So. I listen to NPR all the time. Just that, that's why I was like, I, I'm a, I'm a daily NPR listener. Um, well, I never thought I would ever want to be with those guys. They contacted me and they're trying to change stuff up and trying to be a little yeah. bit, you know, just more fun. And I was like, you really guys, you guys really want me to do this? And they're like, we think you'd be great for it. And so it's basically a show talking about local foods and, and mm-hmm. where food comes from and telling people's food stories. I think it's a pretty cool idea. So They're very tangible. Like, You'd be surprised yeah. how many people listen to that show. It's a lot. You're right. You're right. Yes. It is a lot. It's a lot more than I realize. It's a lot. Yes. So we're excited about it. We're going to, they talked to me right before all this pandemic stuff happened and it was supposed to be a, they wanted to do a TV series, 12 episodes and 48 episodes for the radio. And um, it all sounded great. And then this all, this whole thing happened and, you know, kind of, screeching halt to every single project in the works but you know um, well we're all can, not happy about this hope for you know um i hope it isn't too much to ask but if you become like this famous reality or tv star that you just remember that you can like do maybe like carol burnett and you know pull your ear or something that means you're like talking to us like hey this you is for you rolling tomorrow yeah, just give us a signal. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had COVID now. What would it be? What would it be? What could we do? Um, what would it be? If it what was, it? you know what? You could like touch your nose. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> That's right. So, when I do foul, when I do Jimmy foul next fall, I'm going to do this one. I'll just go like this, Jimmy. And you guys know that'll be yes. great. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so, because we, it can someone only because um, we actually um, Jay Marshall is running here um, for Ann Henderson. She's one of our electives. But how, she just said, "How could like how could someone like us meet you? Can we contact you and say, you know, can you fly out here and cook for us?" Listen, there's always. <laughs> There's always a way to do things. I do a lot of charity work, um, a whole lot of charity work. Uh, so I'm always out and around doing things, um, whether it's you know doing stuff with the American Red Cross or working with the American Cancer Society, uh, doing lots of things. I do lots of festivals. I've headlined lots of festivals. Um, although I don't know if we'll have festivals anymore after everything's going on. I hope so. One yeah. day, if I hope they come back. Yeah. Uh, but as far as doing gigs like that, hit me on my Instagram. You never know. We'll see what happens. I might be surprised. I'll say. Did you guys You're hear that, people? Is your Instagram the, the strong man looking one? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. I have oh. a, a, a fan of the podcast sent us all these car, uh, comic book drawings of us on the show. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> usually, you see my, like I said before, my hair is, is really spiky and up in the air, but it's so, look how crazy. I look, I look like Doc Brown just got back from the future. <laughs> it's not even making any sense. <laughs> Let me tell you, this was really, I mean, you are so fun to have on this show. And um, I, I mean, I really hope that when you get, you know, you finish your coffee table book and, you know, because I'll be listening to NPR, um, that like you'll really come back. You know, some people just say, okay, but no, really. And we can have you like on our show and, and hopefully like maybe promote your book or something. This is the last time I'm ever going to be here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on. Nobody says that. Why I just say it? <laughs> so now tell us, tell everybody, tell the world again how they can find you, how they can connect yes. with you, how they can connect with you. Please. First of all, you guys are checking out every week right here, hanging out with these fine young ladies. I, I'm enjoying this conversation very much. You guys are the best. Um, uh, on Instagram, at Chef underscore Plum, you'll see me there. Uh, and listen, that, that's kind of the main thing I use. I have Facebook, but I don't really use it. The PR girl does all the Facebook stuff because I, I just don't do a lot with it. But Instagram is where it's at for me. Check it out there. Uh, we have a lot of fun. You know, summertime's coming up. We have a lot of big plans coming up this summer we're very, very excited about. So uh, I'll be in touch for sure. You guys were a lot of fun. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks again. Thanks for everybody who was watching live wherever you were, Facebook, YouTube, or on one of your favorite podcasts. Um, we're here every Saturday. Um, check out our show page, entrepreneurlife.show, for our future guests. And obviously, you can just watch this over and over again. And I, there's a contact link here. So maybe um, 
you'll like you if you guys want him to come and do something for you, maybe he might be for hire. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, and friends, remember this. I end my podcast every day, every week with this, right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember, food is one of the most important things we have in life. Everything important in life revolves around food. Let's make sure we give the time it deserves. See you guys later. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank Thanks you. so much for listening, you guys. Um, we hope you guys tune in next week, next Saturday, with the Ladies of Entrepreneur Life with some more